Recorded live from the mats of Radical MMA in New York City, the Martial Culture Podcast. Your source for in-depth combat sports and martial arts insights with, with Coach, Coach Rene Dreyfus and, and Matt Peters. Peters. Ring the bell and let's get, get it, it on. on. You're a good dancer. I'm, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> I'm just getting with the gym, my jams, my Martial Culture Podcast jam. Yeah? Yeah. I wonder if there's a longer version of that song. Dun, dun. We should find it. Let's record it. Let's do a music video for the intro to the show. Totally. Let's do it. (laughs) We'll all twerk. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't know. Never mind. It's been canceled. The music videos. Everybody sent me an email and said, don't do it. We have to stop. I'm sorry. Uh, Welcome back to the Martial Culture Podcast. Yes. We kind of veered off topic already. We We kind of do that a lot. That's what we do. (laughs) Topics are for weak-minded individuals. We just go where we need to go. Um, um, yeah. Oh, yes, oh we, boy, Jinx. We just did we, it um, oh, at the same um, time. Um, we're meditating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should do a podcast where we meditate for five minutes before we start. People so might how are you like doing? That. I'm how, fine. You're doing fine? <laughs> yeah. I'm doing great. <laughs> I had a really big cup of coffee recently, and uh, it was espresso blend. So I'm you. I'm a little jumpy. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, we had one podcast where I was like, I was like, I don't know, I'm gonna do this. I'm about to fall asleep, and then I had like two, two, two uh, double shots at Starbucks. I'm like, welcome to. Ready to go. <laughs> I felt like I was on drugs. You brought me a present uh, written in some sort of ancient Sanskrit. No, it is Japanese. Oh, Japanese. It's a Japanese okay. treat. And it's funny. Um, people always ask me, what should you eat before you train? And actually, uh, I, I, rice, I don't have- Rice, lots of rice. Right? I, yeah, I mean, it's not a bad <laughs> idea. Actually, carb loading is not oh, a bad yeah? depending right. on what you want to do. But um, depending on what you want to do, you know, um, before races, you know, a lot of times it's good to carb load and things like that. Um, but, you know, this was my thing. When I trained in Japan, I uh, I didn't have a lot of money. So, uh, because obviously it was just a poor- fighter just training right mm. and spend most of my time in the gym so what i would go to is the local convenience store like they have 7-elevens all over japan and things that look just like 7-eleven and most of the one i went to was this one called lawson right and they would have these small cakes like you're eating right now it's called doriaki and it has two pancakes with red bean paste inside mm. and and the pe- japanese sweets are really interesting because they're a little bit lower in sugar they're not like chocolate heavy they're ma- mostly made from red bean paste or sometimes actually like um, uh, ground up herbs like this is an herb called yomogi and all these other ones they ground them up mm. these like grassy very flavorful herbs like kind of like a we would consider like something like cilantro or basil or something like that but they have a little bit more uh, desserty more savory kind of, um, yeah no I mean they would they I don't know. I guess for us Westerners, it would seem a little bit more savory, but it is desserty to the Japanese. Mm. It has a good has, blend. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, so they mix that with red bean, and um, and it's actually like Japanese desserts are, as desserts go, extraordinarily healthy. And so I would eat that, and it's basically two two pancakes. So it's just. Uh, uh, carbs and then you have protein in the middle uh, from the red beans and a little bit of sugar there's a little maybe a little too much yeah, sugar but energy. but I, yeah i'd eat that and i would be just ready to rock and roll wow. and it's also very tasty <laughs> and it was give me a good mood because you know it's something like kind of a little bit desserty it's a little sweet yeah. not too sweet and um so it was something that i was my whenever i look at that the doriaki pancake i always think of uh training before <laughs> I, I would get one of those and train and then i'd be ready to go there you go my wife and i uh started this 30-day uh yoga challenge Thirty so day yoga. Yeah, oh no, been, kidding. We, That's great. We're on day two. Wow. Um, but we did day two a couple times because it was it was a little rough. <laughs> I've never done it before. So we started like day one, and it's like, eh, and then day two, it's like, what the hell? 
this is not day two. Can you look at the look at the video? Look at the back of the VHS. But before I started day two, I had a grilled cheese sandwich, and that was didn't seem like a good idea. No, I don't so. think, especially when you do like the stomach stuff they do in yoga. When no. you, it's a full stomach, it's bad. It was not not easy. And then I, you know you're farting and stuff. Yeah, just, I uh, I apologize. I, when I was training seriously, I did uh, a good amount of Bikram in, and this is mostly in California because so I would I would stay at my sister's place and I was training um, in academies in California, mostly with Higa Machado as uh, academy and. Um, and um, but near my sister's place also a Bikram yoga studio, a hot yoga studio, and of course Bikram yoga. I don't know if you've heard about him. He's he's turned out to be kind of a Harvey Weinstein, you know, sexual, yeah. you know, assaulter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very sad. But his system of yoga was actually he didn't even develop it. It was developed by his teacher. Uh, and the concept of being in, in heat is it gets you very limber. And um, mm-hmm. so I did it. But the first time I did it. Man, it was a gut check. It is. I was like, it's really, really, really hot in here. And I didn't bring water. You know, I was like, oh, bring water. You should it's bring water. Yoga. I'm like, it's yeah. just yoga. It's just how hot could it be? <laughs> Holy God! Yeah. And 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 I'm like, I had to I had to summon all my toxic masculinity, manly. You know, like, thing that, like I'm not gonna quit. I'm not gonna quit. This is girl next to me, and she's doing all this. I'm not. You know, and I'm just dying. Yikes. And uh, no, which was totally stupid. But mm-hmm. uh, but then the next day I brought water and I was prepared and I did it. But uh, yoga's yoga's a great addendum to martial yeah. arts and and um and then a great great uh, uh good thing for life. Yeah, we accidentally did hot yoga. And we just kept the windows and doors closed. And we we're like, oh shit, it's hot in here. <laughs> Open the door. No, you have to keep the cats out. Oh, oh my yeah. god, they'd love yoga. Cats fucking love yoga. Well, there's the cat pose. So there you go. There you go. I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> a lot of uh, child pose. Child. That's pose. where I hang out most yeah. of the time. <laughs> Like I'm just gonna child pose over here. You uh, continue. Your inner child. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just kind of connect with the kids. That's, That's a good what they thing. say. I don't know. So, um, so did you watch Bellator this weekend? You know, I didn't watch because I'm boycotting Bellator because they're horrible. No, I'm not boycotting. I'm just I didn't watch it because I didn't think it would be good. Uh, I watched the highlights uh, this morning, and apparently they had a record breaking really? four, fourteen finishes, seven by submission, seven by TKO. You know, um, I'm not a big fan of Beltor, and I actually just had this conversation on the way here. Is um, and you could call them, uh, you know, a good, good. I don't know what to call them, but mismatches. But a good, a good term is a squash match, meaning it's not fixed. It is not a fixed fight. Fight, and we mm-hmm. talked, we talked about it in the last last podcast. But the matchmaking is such that the winner is very mm-hmm. much. Understood. Interesting. And, and so if you're putting someone who's extraordinarily skilled with grappling against someone who's never done any a day of grappling in their life, probably the grappler will win. Or so, you're, you're putting two guys together who, who all they do is stand in front of each other and brawl. You know you're going to get a, like, a knockout. Mm-hmm. You know, who knocks who out? Who knows? But um, so there's, there's – uh, So the fix feel, was in on this one. Maybe I'm not saying – no, I'm not saying. But I'm saying uh, Bellator does that a lot where they um, – and every 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 – promotion has some sort of protection but Bellator does a lot which is one of the reasons why I don't I don't really watch them I I also think that the level of their technique is generally speaking not as good as, as the UFC mm-hmm. you know generally speaking they have some standout fighters but overall uh, it's not. The I only prefer na- to watch the UFC in one the only name I, I recognized was uh, Matt Mitrio yeah did he he lost he got knocked out of course I know Karitonov is a slugger and you just I could tell you that that was going to happen, mm-hmm. but I've never been a Matt Mitrion fan. Um, even when he was on the Ultimate Fighter, I no, I he's just one of those much. journeyman guys that will get to a certain level and will never really improve past that. You know, it's been changing gears a little bit. I don't want you. Know, you want to no. spend more time on Bellator? 
Um, is there anything else? Sure, whatever you want to know. Uh, did you hear Conor McGregor and uh, Floyd Mayweather are going at it again? No! In Japan? Again, the, remember that other guy he fought? The little guy? Nasukawa Tension. Yeah, so there, it's a three-way. <laughs> It's not it's not going to be a boxing match, it's not going to be an MMA fight. It's going to be feats of strength. There's a Japanese TV oh, show. Oh, Japanese TV show. Yes, yes. Actually, so they're going to do Hicks and Gracie was actually on that. So they're just going to yeah. do like whoever's the strongest guy lifting something up oh, and really? running no. around and stuff all this stuff. They actually the Japanese um let me say Japanese TV sometimes is absolutely horrible. I and, love and, Japanese. But sometimes TV. it's super hilarious. Ninja Warrior. Right, I like the old Ninja Warrior more than the new one. I, you know, I, I was I never watched that much of it, but but um, but they, you know, the Japanese TV is actually really, really. It's like that that side of Japanese Japanese that's very sadist. And when I when I got to Japan, the first time I got there, I'd watch TV, and I'm like, oh my god, this is terrible. This is like embarrassing people so much. <laughs> and then by the time I'd lived there six years, I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. I've been indoctrinated. <laughs> the the uh, this is a tough topic, but the meanest Japanese TV show I've ever seen. Absolute meanest show has nothing to do with martial arts, but is um, they get a, uh, a bro- girlfriend and boyfriend, and the girlfriend wants to test her boyfriend's you know um, feel fealty to her, you know, her loyalty. So if she kind of thinks that he's not super loyal, they will go and send a very very pretty you know ingenue to kind of like work with him or something like mm-hmm. that. And hey, you want to go out? And then each time she'll they'll be feeding him questions. Like to see what his answer is. Do you have a girlfriend? And he'll say no. You know? Or do you have? Do you have how long? You sure? Do you have, what's your passcode? No. Look out, know, guys. You know. And then they, and then they, it's digging him deeper and deeper and deeper into the hole. And it's it's absolutely horrible and hilarious at the same time. And then at the end, he has to face his girlfriend. Well, his ex girlfriend. His ex girlfriend. Yikes. And uh, it's it's the, the answer. If you have a girlfriend, you the question. When you watch it. Do you have a girlfriend? Yes. Yes. Right. I, if a beautiful woman walks up to you at a supermodel and asks you if you have a girlfriend, it's a trap. It's a trap. Unless you're Ryan Reynolds, it's a trap. Never fall for it. Yeah. Come on, guys. Especially was, in Japan. It was uh it was actually pretty funny. But unfortunately there was uh there was a time where they, they have these uh Hickson Hickson Grace is also Kira Grace. You know what Kira Grace is? Hickson's niece. Uh, uh grand, grand great niece. Um he's from the other side of the family. Mm. But um the two Gracies were in Japan and they have these um these, they're not just feats of strength, but they do interesting a- athletic challenges. One of them, and Hickson won this, was if he, how long he could hold his breath. And he, the guy can hold his breath for an amazingly long amount of time. Wow. And it's it's body control. And it was actually – and then there was another one. It was balance where you, you kind of like have pugil sticks or they're trying to knock you off in balance. <laughs> and um, and Hickson did pretty well. He didn't win it. Um Usually it's like someone with gymnastics training who wins it. That's yeah. usually it's kind of the show they're going to be on is called Superstars. Superstars, yeah, they have a lot of shows like that, and and they're they're interesting. It's like, and the question is, it's like um, that it's like who is the best athlete? So it's like, okay, is the football player the best athlete? Is a baseball player the best athlete? Who's the best athlete overall? Ballet and, dancers. You know, I really? I would I would not disagree with you when it comes to precision footwork. People who who do dance, I wouldn't just say ballet, but any dance or have a. Do you know who Lomachenko is? Lomachenko, the famous boxer. He's like one of the yeah. best boxers around right now, and I actually think he's much better than Mayweather. You know what? His dad took him out of boxing for years. He said, "You're not going to box. You're going to dance." He had him dancing, and now Lomachenko has the best footwork of any combat fighter in the world. Yeah, you know any any combat striker, I should say. Okay. Um, Dancing from dancing. So, but the question is like, you know, like what's the best athlete? Well, what are you talking about here? Are you talking about endurance running? Are you talking about power explosiveness? You know, and 
gymnasts across the board score well on everything, coordination, pro, body awareness, um, and strength endurance, explosive strength, some, and some cardio as well, you know? Um, so it's, it's very interesting. And swimmers are up there as well. Um, and so it's kind of interesting. And, and uh, that's what I like about MMA. So I'm sure that MMA fighters, although I don't know 100%, but I'm sure they would, they would score generally high because there's so many skills necessary mm-hmm. uh, for it to be a successful MMA fighter. Like if you took, if you took like Henry Cejudo or um, Dimitri Johnson, Johnson or uh, Khabib or even, even Conor McGregor, and you put them in a variety of tests that test all their different skills. You know, you, I think it'd be interesting to see how they perform. You know, yeah, they do well. Yeah, but back to Ninja Warrior. Yeah, you guys doing any of that training over at Radical? You have the mm-hmm. salmon ladder set up. Salmon ladder? What's that? Uh, it's a. I've never actually seen like more than thirty seconds of. Ninja they hold Warrior. like a, a metal pole, and there's uh, levels of like different ladder rungs and they have to move the pole up the ladder oh it's like a peg but it's a bar you have yeah. to jump it oh right 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 that's actually that sounds really hard it does look hard but yeah. they make it look easy because they're like on season 25 yeah you know? i i saw this one show in japan too which was it it seems like the most boring show you've ever heard it was actually like gripping it's basically the world push-up challenge and they start at 10 o'clock and it's all live and I remember watching this. It was like on a Saturday. It was like started. I tuned in it whenever it started. I don't know when it started. But they're basically sitting there and the gong, they have this bell like boom, boom, or it's like a gong, whatever. And um, it was like one push-up. And they have a little device underneath to make sure you're doing the proper push-up, right, mm-hmm. to measure it. Boom. And it starts out like – like started out 2,000 people in a stadium. And then as it went on, obviously people tap out. And it went from 2,000 to 1,000, then 1,000 to 800, then – and then you know, we're getting up into like the 2,000 push-up – you know, 3,000 push-up range. It's crazy. I, I don't know how – remember how many it was. But it was unbelievable amount of push-ups mm-hmm. and, and good push-ups too, right? Not – you know, because the, the device measures, right? And, um, and uh, this guy, the guy who won it was a power rest, Japanese power rescue guy. And he, he, it was an ungodly amount of push-ups. And there's no water break. There's nothing like that. And they're there. They were there for hours. So it's like a marathon. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I cannot take my eyes away from this thing. This is like, it's like- You're just watching people fall. Yeah. And- yeah, no, that's right. That's exactly what you watch. They, they're trying to give out and they fall over. And it, oh it's God. and they're they're going over and they're like, Argh! and it, it was absolutely gripping. And I remember we're just sitting there. We, we couldn't turn the channel. And then it was like, boom, then boom. Wow. Push up after push up after push up, you just mesmerize like, oh my god, is they gonna quit? And they're coming over like, like talking to the people, like talking yeah, to yeah, them? yeah, I know. It's like get away from me. I'm doing push ups. <laughs> exactly right. Jesus. <laughs> so we do one of those for like a live stream for the show. I could do two, maybe. So I don't know how many you can do. Nah, I don't know. I have a bad shoulder right now, <laughs> but uh, the most, more than two. <laughs> no, the most I ever did was a hundred straight. There you go. That's that was really the most good. I ever did my whole life, 100 state. But I usually capped it. it was, I didn't see the it, it, utility in that, but I usually capped it mm-hmm. at, you know, in a good, good. I was like 75. That's as a, as a martial artist, I think you should be able to knock out 75. Yeah, but since I'm not like trained, yeah. I get to do girl push ups. No. No. <laughs> no. Can, I get to have a des- designated push upper. <laughs> I get to call somebody else. So like, yeah, you get to get a, a call a friend. A phone a friend. Phone a friend. <laughs> I need you to do push-ups for me. 
<laughs> I need to do at least 101. I have so, to win. But, yeah. but right. um, in, in the, going back to Bellator, um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, there was a heel hook. Um, uh, diving Imanar heel hook, which is you know diving. Did you see it? No. The guy dived, dove underneath, spun around, and, and tapped him out. And it's the fastest finish in Bellator history. It was like six seconds. Oh. One of the fastest in MMA, not the fastest. But it was so. a fixed fight, so it doesn't matter. No, it wasn't fixed. It was. It was. But it's interesting because um, it was. A, it was slightly dirty because the guy went, one of the guys came out to touch gloves. Mm. But um, but you know, there's no law saying no rule saying you have to touch gloves. So it is what it is. It is what it is. it's an unwritten rule. Yeah, fight like men. Yeah, I guess so. Touch your gloves. But um, touch the tips. But um, anyway. <laughs> huh? I just wondered if anybody at? heard that joke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were like, he was laughing. <laughs> Comment on our Instagram page if you heard that right, joke. Right. Um, so but he did this uh, even eye roll, and it's interesting. Let me let me back off and say why I think it's interesting because um, there's another guy who has a podcast his name is Stephen Casting and, and he's been in the martial arts for years and years and um, he said he said if you told me that a guy diving on his back spinning 360 degrees around catching the guy's leg and then using that to knock him over and heel hook him is a legitimate or you know high percentage move not high percentage but a legitimate move I would say you know 15 years ago you're smoking crack you know, this is ridiculous. Like, you know, that would never work. And you can see that it's, it's been pulled off in the UFC a number of times. Ryan Hall did it. Ryan Hall did it to BJ Penn. Um, he did a slight different variation. But did you see that fight, BJ Penn and Ryan Hall, where he just spun around, he dove under him, spun around, hill hooked him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that. So that so it's actually absolutely a legitimate move. Uh, so what this is very important because what we think would work and then what really works you know, it's not always the same. You know, I remember the '70s where people were poo-pooing on all grappling. <laughs> no, I mean they were like, you know, grab, you know, that'll never work. I'll just elbow him in the skull and knock him out, yeah. and that would never work. I mean, literally, literally, martial art masters like would would say would have from the striking background, and this is not to any specific style. I've known many of them. I won't say what style I personally engage in, but but so many masters would say that. But but it was across the board. Whether you're Muay Thai or this, it's like ah, the guy would never take me down. He'll never grapple with me. The only person who consistently have said that, and 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 took it seriously and put it in his training was Bruce Lee, and that's a fact. And I'm not like the biggest Bruce Lee you know fan. I'm I'm you know I think he's fine. But um, but it's true that Bruce Lee was like you must know grappling. And Bruce Lee said that if you know a a D1 wrestler would go to Asia and mop up almost all the strikers there. Wow. You know, because they just don't know how to grapple. And and so that, that happened. Then in the 90s, they flipped the other way. The 90s were like, oh, striking doesn't work. You know, it was like, just grapple. And, you know, real, you know, you really want to fight, you got to learn jiu-jitsu and every other art sucks. That's such a load of bullshit. You know, like then, of course, people learned how to sprawl and wrestlers came in and ground and pound. And now it's kind of swinging back to the same way. We're like, oh, this grappling technique won't work or this won't work or this won't work. But... But the thing is, you can have all your opinions. What you have to do is have the data, the data back it up. And and Stephen Kesting was like, it was funny because he's like, um, this reminded me of another story from a uh, from Eric Paulson, who's a you know, famous fighter and and um, and a, and a famous coach now too. And he said, when I first was learning, you know, you know, grappling and fighting, you know, he started out in shoot wrestling, uh, which was uh, the precursor of MMA in Japan, and. Um, 
He said, okay, first you're on your back and you pull the guy's arm across and then you cross your leg over here. You spin this way. You go this way. Then you go here. You put your leg over your other leg and you kind of squeeze his head. And he's like, this will never work. You know, like there's no way this will work. How am I going to choke his head with my leg, his head between my legs? And it's, no, it's not going to work. This is impossible. Triangle choke. You know, like one of the highest percentage chokes in MMA today. Like, and this is a guy who had an open mind. So, you know, it's very important to, for me, um, to always, always reexamine our, our biases and see, does this technique really work? Does it work as well as I think it does? Or, hey, does this technique not work? You know, and constantly reevaluate what you're doing. And I think that goes for every martial art, you know, like, and every martial artist, like, hey, I, I do the choke this way. Is this the best way I can do it? Hmm, it's been working for me. But if it's not working, how about we do it this way? Or, hey, and, and that's what makes MMA so, so good in some sense is that it's this collaborative scientific exercise where there's this tremendous amount of empirical data that says does it work or doesn't work, mm. you know? Anyway, so that's kind of my take on, uh, on um, that spinning heel in Bellator. You want to demonstrate? Sure, I'll demonstrate for you. Uh, where's Miles? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, you really want to get demonstrated? No, no, yeah. I do not. I do not. Um, let's uh, wrap this one up with the end of Bellator, mm. and then we'll do questions as yeah. a separate episode. Does that sound okay? That sounds great. Okay. All right. Well, we uh, got done talking about Bellator and all those fancy fixed fights, according no, to Renee. not fixed. Uh, <laughs> but, oh, oh, it was also combat jiu-jitsu this weekend. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that yeah, before we yeah, sign off. Yeah. What happened in combat jiu-jitsu? So, Actually, it was not this weekend, but the weekend before, and it was the welterweight combat jiu-jitsu championship, and it was unbelievably awesome. Where was it? It was in L.A. somewhere. I don't really know. San Diego somewhere? I don't know. Some West Coast. Yeah, West Coast. Okay. West Coast, not the East Coast. No. No. Not the best coast. The left coast. (laughs) The left coast. I've never heard that. That's good. Um, No, but it was actually, uh, you know, and then this weekend was the IBGF World Masters, which is a a sports jiu-jitsu tournament. And it's funny, comparing the two, because I watched all all of the combat jiu-jitsu, it was great. Uh, And then I watched IBGF for about like four seconds, and I just couldn't take it. Mm. So it was like, it it was, um, and I I respect all these athletes, but... um, uh, the combat jiu-jitsu was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, one of the Gracie guys, Brian Ortega, and was coaching one of the people from his academy, yeah. from the Gracie Academy. And he did not lose, but I actually thought he was the best guy there. But what happens is the way Eddie Bravo structures it, there's regulation time and there's overtime. And a lot of the guys were getting kind of mauled during the combat jiu-jitsu segment. But in overtime, you get to start in a, almost like a dominant position. So you get to bypass all the striking. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them won in the overtime. And they have to do that because of the time restrictions. But, um, but uh, uh, it, it's like becoming – unfortunately becoming a way for the guys who are not good at combat jiu-jitsu to game the system a little bit. So every system gets gamed uh. a little. But the guy who won was actually very good, though he was eating a lot of strikes. And, of course, combat jiu-jitsu is very young now. It- Open hand, right? Open hand, yeah. But they can. They, they some of them were really oh, strong. Oh my god, I've seen yeah. some serious. Yeah, strikes. yeah, yeah. And um, uh, but the guy from the Gracie Academy was really awesome, and uh, I'm I just earned a big fan. He didn't win, but who cares? You know, mm-hmm. he did really well, and defending the strikes really well, and um, and uh, it's nice to see. And I hope Combat Jiu Jitsu takes off. And I re- I recommend all our listeners if you have a, a UFC Fight Pass, but I think you can also just like live stream it if you want it but it's uh it's um 
a wonderful tournament to watch. And you know what? Honestly, even if you don't know jiu-jitsu, like think about regular jiu-jitsu, if you don't understand it, it's kind of hard to watch, right? And even if you understand it, sometimes it's hard to watch. But comedy jiu-jitsu, like, you, you have someone who never saw fights, like, oh, this, this is actually like interesting. This is kind of cool. And um, except for the overtime stuff, they have to fix that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I was like, it was really, really cool. I'm just happy to see it growing, and uh, they crowned a new welterweight champion, and I unfortunately forgot his name. Uh, but I, as I said, I didn't feel like he was the best guy there in comedies, but it, in in way he got through the ranks was still pretty good, and he was a good guy. Um, and it was uh, it was wonderful. So I hope I hope to see. I think they're gonna have another event for a different weight class coming up soon. And I'm very, very cool. Very, very. Uh, Anything on the East Coast that we can? No, go no. You know, that's I hope. I hope uh, uh, some people can make it happen on the East Coast. What we've had is we had combat jiu-jitsu super fights, and Arc my academy's been part of that, and a lot of other ones too. So it's just one-on-one match, but mm-hmm. no big tournament. You know, it's just something that definitely I would like to. What about a in. Royal Rumble? We get like ten guys on one team, ten on another. I love that. What's no, you know they do that in Russia. You've seen that, right? No, you haven't seen that. It's basically like five, five, five on no five and five MMA. Oh, it is really crazy. Did you see Batman and Robin? No, against the Joker. No, there was you? a jujitsu match when they like somebody was dressed up as Batman. Somebody was dressed up. Oh, it was like the Halloween or something. Yeah, some goofy stuff. Sorry, I don't know, that's fine. No, but no, in no. Russia, they do that. This is it's actually really dangerous. They have a few of them. They have one where they actually have it in a in just a big ring, but uh-huh. the other one is in an obstacle course. Oh my god! And and it's like five on five, and it's really interesting to see. The minute it becomes five on four, mm. <laughs> and and I I love grappling, ground grappling, but the minute it becomes five on four, if there's anybody on the ground, he gets his head stomped in. Jeez. So so you know there's an element of like self defense instructors who say, well, you don't want to go to the ground. Um, well, if you're in a a, a two on one scenario. There's some. There's actually some legitimate truth to there. You know, that's absolutely true. I'm, I've always understood that, and the Greeks understand that too. But, um, but, um, but, uh, but they need the jiu-jitsu also to get up. Sometimes you can't choose. You, the mm-hmm. issue is you cannot choose when you want to go to the ground or not. Sometimes but, you're but, put on the ground. Yeah, you're put on the ground, right? <laughs> yeah. So what happens? Is, so so you you watching? I watched a, a bunch of this, right? So it's like five on five, and then one guy gets taken out, and immediately the winner. Jumps five, looks around and sees where who's grappling, and he runs over, and then they two on one the guy, and the guy hits him from the side. But it doesn't; it's not just ground grappling. I mean, it's like um, it's it's uh, it's like wall grappling or something like that. Basically, you just you just get two on one. So the the interesting thing is this is this is a critique of Gracie Jiu Jitsu and of grappling in general. But it, it's not because what I noticed in one fight was like guys were were were, were striking. This is what happened. One guy was striking. The other guy came in. So it was now two and one. And they backed him up and then both took him down at the same time. So it's like, wow, two and one, you better know how to anti-grapple. Mm. You, you know, you better know because otherwise you're going to get pinned and just, you know, totally. you know, just curb stomped. Yeah. And uh, I love watching this five on five MMA. It, it just, it, it blows my mind. I just really, really worried that someone's going to get hurt. You know, like really bad. Yeah. But so far, they have really quick stoppages, which is good. Like the minute somebody's like not defending themselves, it's over. Um, it's uh, yeah. There's three three MMA versions that I like to watch. You know, first is regular MMA, then there's the five on five craziness. And I t- we talked about this in the podcast um, before. It's the yeah. MMA with in armor. You know, knights. Yeah, knights yeah, yeah, knight, yeah, yeah. That's it's awesome. actually pretty good. Although they don't allow ground technique, but it's still pretty cool. And no swords. No swords. No swords. Swords. They have swords. Yes. Holy mackerel! How do I find this thing? It's it's night. Why have you not sent me a link? It's it's night fight. So night it's basically fight. get a, we wear armor 
and you have a sword and a mace or an axe and you hit, you attack each other. We got to do this. It, it was actually pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Let's put together an event. A Royal Rumble knife fight. Night fight. Night fight. Royal Rumble night fight. The, the swords are blunted though, but there's uh, no anybody in. We can no blunted swords. No pussies allowed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. Um, Stay tuned for – we're going to have a special episode of Q&A. We have a yeah. lot of questions for people that uh, they want to hear. And we're going to have some new formats. So a lot of people were saying that um, we wanted to separate the, some of the topics out on side. So what we're going to do is we're going to have our long-form episodes. But we're also going to have some short-form where we delve into topics, you know, like 15, 20 minutes. We can do Q&A and just, just certain specific topics um, that uh, we want to address. So yeah. we have this short, short uh, segments as well. If you have anything that, that you'd want you. uh, to be covered. If you ever knew, wanted to know Renee's opinions on uh, yeah, specific certain, topic. certain uh, martial arts, let us know. Absolutely. Please. And we always appreciate the feedback. So, All right. Thanks, Thank uh, thanks for listening. Please share, subscribe, and rate and review. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Marshall underscore culture and on Instagram at Marshall Culture Cast. Please leave a review on iTunes, and we'll see you next time on the Marshall Culture Podcast.